The energy transition is a long and winding road, and it needs to be taken step by step. Learn more at SiemensEnergy.com. This is Barron's Live. Each weekday, we bring you live conversations from our newsrooms about what's moving the market right now. On this podcast, we take you inside those conversations, the stories, the ideas, and the stocks to watch so you can invest smarter. Now, let's dial in. Hello, everyone. Good afternoon, and welcome to Barron's Live Market Watch Edition. I'm Arti Swaminathan. I'm a housing reporter with Market Watch, and I am your host for today. On today's episode, we're joined by Jay Farner, who is the CEO of Rocket Companies. And Jay, thank you so much for being here today. Yeah, it's a pleasure. So Jay, I'm going to start off with something really macro, the big picture, which I think everyone is asking you about, but I also have to do my part, right? So the housing market is in recovery mode, per some experts. Rates are coming down. Mortgage demand is going up. It, it seems simple enough. You have your finger on the pulse of demand. What is happening? Are we out of the woods yet? Uh, well, it's a, it's a great question. And I think we have to keep things in perspective. Uh, a few years back, I think north of 5.5 million homes sold in 2021, about 5 million in 2022. And we expect the number will be at 4 million or below in 2023. Now, 4 million is still a great number. It's just the highs that we're coming off of. So the way that we see the housing market right now is it's starting to get back into what I'll call equilibrium, meaning there's, it's not a it's not a seller's market. It's not necessarily a buyer's market. And that leaves uh, leads to, I think, better pricing, uh, a true valuation of homes, uh, easier for sellers uh, or I'm sorry, easier for buyers to be purchasing homes. Um, so it feels like a more normal market that we're entering into in 2023. Mm -hmm. but, but to be clear, there was a report out today that said rates went down by like a fraction, but demand went down nine percent. And purchase demand went down 10%. So what is happening with buyers? It's very puzzling to me. What is happening with buyers? Why are they not buying homes? Yeah. So, so as you mentioned, good news. Uh, I think the 30-year fixed rate mortgage today with a few points is down into the fives again. We haven't seen that in a while. So that still uh, allows for an affordable payment, certainly not the 3% that some buyers were expecting a year ago. So they're still adjusting to that. I think the other thing that we've got uh, in play here is a shifting economy. Some, some questions about what job security looks like. Uh, people received raises the last few years. Will that continue? Uh, will there be actual wage reduction in certain areas? And so when you have that uncertainty, sometimes that can cause buyers to remain on the sideline, even if we're seeing interest rates drop a bit. Here at Rocket, some of the work that we've done on our purchase platform, on our rewards program, is allowing us to, to grab market share and actually see increases in purchase, even though I think on a macro level, we're seeing those applications down a bit. You went through two rounds of layoffs and tech is going through broad sort of layoffs, but yet the job market in the rest of the country, it's pretty strong, right? So the economy seems fine. So, so let me ask you this. Are we in a recession? Is it something that's region specific? Help us understand. Yeah. So I think this is a complicated question. We didn't do layoffs. What we chose to do here is make it optional for team members who might want to transition out and offer them a very uh, a generous package to allow them to do that. So people got to make a decision whether they wanted to stay with the organization or leave uh, uh, back in the summer in particular. Um, we are seeing some layoffs, as you mentioned, with tech companies. I think a lot of people got aggressive in growth and innovation, as they should in 2021, 2022, and now they're kind of right-sizing. Um, 
But to your point about the broader economy, uh, it's shifting and changing. Depends on if you look at it with housing, uh, without housing, with fuel, without fuel, with uh, food uh, increases, without uh, food increases. I think the general thought is there are still too many job openings uh, here in the country. And so we've got to continue to bring that number down. I think that will lead us into a recession, uh, although it might be a soft one, as the Fed is calling for in 2023. Uh, And that really then opens up the question, what's going to continue to happen with interest rates? Are we done soon? Will they continue to tighten? Uh, That's, I think, the big question on everyone's mind. If they go up to the 5.5 is what our Fed reporter Greg Raub was telling me. If they go up to 5.5, how does that impact the housing market? Do you think that because housing is so interest interest rate sensitive, right? So is that just going to be a lot of pain? Talk to us about that scenario. Yeah, you know, I think we've seen most of the pain. Uh, And I think the markets are telling that to us. As you're well aware, when we think about a 30-year fixed rate mortgage, that's typically pegged to a 10-year treasury, not the shorter-term interest rates. And so if we see continued tightening on the short run of the curve, uh, that may actually help uh, housing. And I'll give you a a few reasons why. Um, Our interest rates, uh, like I said before, we're in the high fives here, will we'll probably remain in this range. People are becoming accustomed to that. But other things that they're buying in life may see an increase still in interest rate. So it could be a good time to invest in a home. And if you have a home, there's nearly $30 trillion of equity sitting out there today. I think the highest levels we've ever seen may be a good time to leverage that five and a half, five and three quarters interest rate and pay off some of the debt that other people have or that, that, that consumers have that uh, uh, interest rates may be rising in the short run there. So I actually think the tightening may increase demand in, in mortgage applications um, because I think it's more focused on the short run of the interest rates, not the longer term interest rates. Mm-hmm. So there are two bottoms in real estate, is my understanding. Even if sales recover, home prices, they sort of, they're on a different track, right? We've also got a supply problem too. Lots of homeowners are waiting out the market. They don't want to give up their 2%, 3% interest rate. They're putting it on the rental market. So I just want to bring it back to home prices. Do you expect home prices to decline by the end of the year? What is your forecast? And uh, is that the bottom there? Yeah, when we're looking at the activity of, of home buyers right now, and I think February is going to tell us a lot, right? We saw ups and downs in January. I think we saw people get excited initially. We saw applications go up. We saw applications go down. That's why we're so heavily invested in making sure that we're able to retain the clients that are thinking about purchasing a home, leverage our Rocket Homes platform, our Rocket Mortgage platform to give them an incredible experience, offer programs like our Inflation Buster to bring down the uh, first year mortgage payment to help people get off that fence and become a home buyer. Uh, In general, because of efforts like that, and also I think sellers coming to the realization that what we saw last year and the year before may not uh, happen again in a while, I think we're going to see that home prices are 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 going to remain pretty steady. Maybe in certain areas we'll see an additional two or three percent decrease, but overall, I'd I'd expect a pretty steady home price market through uh, through 2023. You mentioned something that uh, inflation buster program that kind of speaks to me about affordability, right? It's still a very big issue for homeowners. Just doesn't make sense to buy. If- at 5% compared to 3%, everything is, you have to take it in historical perspective, I understand. But so what else is bringing that first-time buyer back to the table and what has worked in uh, with your company? Yeah, uh, great question. So, so I think that when we when we 
when we think about people, they've got to adjust. And so as you referenced before, they've been at 3% or were accustomed to 3% for a few years. But as time goes on and people recognize that a five and a half or five and seven eighths, 30 year fixed rate mortgage is available, they start doing the math. What would I have to adjust or change in my life to be able to afford that slight increase in the mortgage payment? And they start recognizing that over the long haul, that asset called a home is a great value. And so I think we'll see people uh, continue through this uh, portion of the year, understanding that they've got to uh, uh, address the fact that interest rates have gone up a little bit, get back in into the market. And that's where we come in. Because unlike a refinance transaction where you know you can save money and you take action in a matter of a, a few hours or a day, a purchase can take six months, seven months, eight months, a year when we start talking to consumers, especially first-time homebuyers. So for us, what we've done is we've rolled out program after program that allows consumers to engage with our company, Uh, get educated, talk to our team members, know what they can afford, get a full-blown approval letter, work with our Rocket Homes agents, uh, receive discounts on uh, the purchase of a home, uh, and then also take advantage of our Inflation Buster program. And what that allows is a lower payment in the first year. And so uh, if you're thinking that rates are a little high right now, but will continue to tick down, and then if you use the Inflation Buster program, you can secure a lower first-year payment while also having a secure locked-in 30-year fixed rate interest rate. Uh, And a lot of people like that if they think about the fact that they might be moving in three or four years, or they could refinance in a year or two uh, to lower rates if they tick down. So it gives people flexibility. And when we talk to first-time homebuyers in particular, they're looking at their um, bank statement. They're saying, well, I've got to take $35,000 out to buy this home. That's a lot of money. How could I save money? How do I create money for the paint I need to do in my home? How do I create money for the landscaping in the new home that I'm purchasing? So it gives them the flexibility. You combine that with all the other programs, the dashboard, the purchase dashboard that we've built. And what we're seeing is higher conversion rates because of all the engagement that we're creating for our, for our um, first-time home buyers. You mentioned discounts. Uh, some builders have, and I attended the National Home Builders Conference yesterday, some builders have really moved to sweeten the deal, move this inventory by offering these concessions like adjustable rate mortgages, which you sort of hinted at. Do adjustable rate mortgages work? There's a lot of skittishness about sort of taking on that armed, as they call it, right, because of what happened during the last recession. So have consumers sort of gotten over that concern? Well, the underwriting guidelines are completely different uh, here in 2023 compared to, you know, back in 2007, 2008. And so as people take mortgage programs, the security around their ability to pay is probably at some of the highest levels we've ever seen. That said, uh, adjustable rate mortgages, the traditional type that I think you're referencing, really aren't in favor right now. We, we discussed why. Because the, the short run interest rates uh, are are quite high, we're actually seeing that there's not much of a difference between the adjustable rate mortgage that you might take and the 30-year fixed rate. The inflation buster is different. It's a 30-year fixed rate mortgage with a lower uh, interest rate in the first year, but it doesn't continue to adjust around in the remaining 29 years. So you get the locked-in interest rate. For example, you could lock in at 5.875 today, have a lower payment for the first year, but know that it's not going higher than 5.875 in the years to come. So it's a it's a different program. It provides that cushion in the first year of purchase. Uh, and that's what we're seeing a lot of our clients take advantage of. But we don't see a lot of people taking an adjustable rate mortgage right now. You reference builders, and I think they've got an interesting situation. When they were getting uh, uh, geared up and, and buying land and, and building properties, 
we were watching five and a half million homes be sold. Now that number may be under four million this year. And so the supply is increasing. I think there's about a three months supply of homes on the market today, maybe growing to four or five as we get into the springtime. That changes the dynamic for, for uh, home builders. And so I think they'll be under a little pressure uh, this year compared to the last few years. It's very interesting how the industry is coming up with really creative solutions to this problem of affordability. Um, there was another company that had introduced a one-day mortgage, pre-approved for mortgage, rate lock, binding commitment, everything within 24 hours. There's a lot of interesting things going on. So where do you think has been the most innovation? And then conversely, where do you think the sector still has to sort of move up and disrupt things? Yeah, another great question. So, so I think uh, the first comment that you made about a, a, a full uh, underwrite and approval, something we call a VAL, a verified approval, we've been doing for quite some time. The reason we rolled that out in particular was when the market was red hot, you had to walk in as a buyer as if you were buying with cash. And so having a full-blown approval, underwriting the, the income, the credit, and the assets gave you uh, the power of a cash buyer, even though you were getting a mortgage. That's, although important, that's probably less important right now as we're watching um, supply drop a little bit. I think innovating in this space, we should look towards other, other things that have happened in the financial space. One of our big plays is our rewards program that we've launched. So as our clients engage with us, either through our servicing platform, if they're an existing client, or as a new client, as they digest content, as they link bank accounts, as they use our Rocket Money app to educate themselves, they can earn rewards. Those rewards can be used to go ahead and reduce closing fees, uh, escrows, those sorts of things. And so it's another way for us to increase our lifetime value of a client, increase our conversion rate decrease our cost to acquire a client and bring real value to our clients so they're able to purchase a home and reduce the cash they have to come out of pocket with. Mm -hmm. It's interesting. And uh, I just want to remind the audience that if you have any questions for Jay, um, please put them in the Q&A box and then we will go through them in a couple of minutes. So just going back to what you mentioned, Rocket Money, that that is an interesting acquisition that you had made. How has it fared so far? What is the reaction from consumers and especially low-income Americans? I'll tell you what, I'm incredibly proud of our entire team here. We made that acquisition just over a year ago. And the way that our Rocket Money team has integrated with our entire Rocket platform uh, so quickly is something special. And a lot of that credit goes to our, our team members. The Rocket Money team members, uh, incredibly sharp. They understand the consumer. They understand how to build product. And they started as a subscription canceling service, but it's so much more now. It provides all kinds of information and education about budgeting, about understanding your credit score. And so for us, having millions and millions of our clients in the Rocket Money app allows us to understand where they, where they are financially, how we can help move them forward. And to your point, some of these clients are six months or a year away from buying a home. Wonderful. We can engage them now in our purchase platform, help them with a verified approval, link them to one of our Rocket Homes agents. But some of these uh, consumers may be three or four or five years away from purchasing. We can help them manage their budget. We can help them improve their credit score. We can help them uh, uh, set up a our Truebill card, which allows them to uh, continue to improve their credit. And so all of those things get people on the journey to home ownership. Um, and that's what we're going through right now. As people take a pause and think about buying a home, it may not be something they do in 
30 or 60 or 90 days. It may be a, a goal that they have in the next year or two. They need the tools. They need the resources uh, to go figure out how they get to that point. And that's exactly what Rocket Money and our purchase uh, program do. It's interesting when you look at the demographic uh, trends, there is the millennial generation, which is sort of coming into the home buying uh, phase of their life. And then there's Gen Z, which is smaller. And then there's Gen Alpha. I just heard about Gen Alpha, which is even smaller. That demographic is shrinking. So does that mean your customer base shrinks? Because I mean, obviously not, but I'm just curious, like, what do you think of this demographic trends as the number of home buyers just shrinks as we go along this decade? Well, I think for us, uh, I think we remain the largest first-time home buyer uh, mortgage lender in the country. And when we launched Rocket Mortgage years ago, that was our goal. We were doing a market research, and our clients told us, I don't understand why I have to go into an office and sit with a mortgage banker to be fully approved for a mortgage. Why can't I do it on my phone? And so we took the time to develop the technology to allow that to happen. And we rolled that out five or six years ago, and it made us the largest first-time home buyer lender in the country. Now we've added on resources, and you touched on it before, Rocket Money. So people can start that journey farther up funnel. They can start understanding their budgeting. They can understand where their money should go. They can understand where they're spending too much money. They can start planning for the future. We can help them save money. When it's time to start thinking about a home, we can link them with our Rocket Homes agents. Uh, and then, of course, they can get their, their verified approval. So for us, we're thinking about that younger demographic. We're thinking about the person who just needs more confidence to step into the home buying market. And now with our rewards program, which our clients love, uh, you know, they've, they've, that's become part of everyday existence is how do I earn rewards? How do I earn value by particip participating with a company? We've rolled that out to, to give them that value. I think that we're uniquely positioned to really own that first time home buyer. And that's where we'll get our growth. Mm -hmm. So I'm going to turn to uh, reader questions for a little bit, and then we'll return to talking about Juan has a question for you, Jay. What is the rocket platform you mention often and how long will it take to build it? That's his question. Yeah. So that platform really consists of the upper funnel engagement tools that we've just been discussing, uh, along with uh, additional things that we can provide our clients to realize their dream. Uh, it could be helping them with auto financing. It could be helping them with a personal loan through Rocket Loans. It could be doing a solar financing that we do today with Rocket Solar. Or, of course, it could be linking them with a real estate agent at Rocket Homes or our Rocket Mortgage. But you can't get to those destinations if you don't have that upper funnel engagement. And so that's what our team has been working uh, incredibly uh, hard on over the last year. And that's what we've started to roll out. So the Rocket Money app with millions and millions and millions of users allows us to reach people anywhere in their journey. The purchase plan that we've now rolled out allows people to go online and start planning and budgeting and thinking about what it takes to buy a home. Our Rocket Dashboard allows people to start linking all of these things we've just discussed. Uh, uh, a credit card that we've talked about that uh, may be coming here in the future, um, along with their, their purchase plan, their Rocket Money, if they're a servicing client, all the payments that they're making. And so they get a full picture of all their finances along with the advice that they need to know when it might be time to buy a home, sell a home, consolidate debt, take out a rocket loan, uh, change credit cards, all of those things. We're really building a one-stop shop for our clients uh, to think about their finances and in particular how it relates to home ownership. And I don't think you see that anywhere else in the marketplace today. And so that's really what we mean when we talk about the rocket platform, all of those services bundled together 
in, in the palm of someone's hand uh, on their phone to take control of their life. Mentioned a credit card. That's interesting. Is that like a, <laughs> a little trail that you left there? Well, as we as we announced, we launched a Truebill card a yeah. few months back to help us think about how we could help people improve their credit. We're learning a ton there. And right. I just think that rewards, credit cards, all the things we're discussing, they go together quite well. Yeah, because it's, it's all about the consumer's wallet, right? That's interesting uh, that you are sort of going into this direction. So Peck B, I'm not sure if this is his real name, but should one wait for mid-spring when more properties are available or jump on buying once rate interest rate drops? And this is speaking to the spring selling season that realtors often refer to when a rush of inventory comes on online. So I don't know. I suppose he's looking for advice. Uh, yeah. wait, wait or jump now. <laughs> well, as we talked about before, uh, rates have ticked down a little bit. And I don't think there's anything telling us that we're going to see them tick down uh, uh, any farther. I think we're in a pretty uh, decent range right now. So I don't know if waiting three or four months is going to change the financing options that are available. When it comes to inventory, this happens every single year. Uh, sellers get more excited earlier in the season. We're already into February now. It's hard to, to believe, but I wouldn't be waiting until April or May. I think that if we're if you're thinking about buying a home, getting a full approval, uh, having that with you and starting the home journey right now is probably the wise thing to do. That way you may get a jump on a property before more more buyers actually start entering the market. Mm -hmm. I just quickly want to turn to climate change just very briefly. You know, home insurance costs in California have risen. <laughs> it's wildfires. Now it's floods. You know, people are really dealing with high uh, home ownership costs and does that affect home prices and how does that affect rocket because you have a solar division i'm just trying to think how does climate change affect your business well of course it is one of the largest mortgage servicers in the country we've always got to be thinking about where our clients are and in particular for us how we help them uh, unfortunately uh, hurricanes in particular do happen and so what are the services that we provide to ensure that our clients can uh, deal with a situation that they can't predict Make sure that they can get back to, into their home as soon as possible. So that's a big focus for us. And our servicing team does an amazing job of putting the client first uh, when those type of things occur. Uh, our folks are working 24-7 to make sure that we're there, that we can pick up the phone and we can assist our clients to help them. When we think about cost, and you've just talked about increasing costs with uh, homeowners insurance, that's why having a broader picture of someone's budget is so important. On average, people sign up for Rocket Money. They're canceling multiple subscriptions they didn't even know that they had. And so whether it's thinking about uh, different layers of debt that someone has that should be consolidated, maybe with a personal loan or maybe with a, with a mortgage, whether it's thinking about canceling subscriptions, there are other ways to bring down your monthly expenditures to help offset some of those other costs that we can't control. And that's where we think at Rocket we can step in and help. Mm -hmm. It's interesting. One of the, the people in the questions is, are asking you about what ro work Rocket has done in Detroit. You're based in Michigan, uh, that you've invested in the city. Can you talk a little bit about that? Yeah, it's it's one of our, our passions here. Uh, our nearly 20,000 team members that are in Detroit uh, care so deeply about our city. Dan Gilbert, our founder, uh, uh, encouraged all of us to move here over 10 years ago. And at the time, the city was going through a challenging period. Uh, and our company made a large investment in the city, not only with buildings and team members to support the economy, but also developing new buildings and bringing additional businesses. And now through our, our Rocket uh, Community Fund and the Gilbert Family Foundation, uh, 
millions and millions of dollars have been deployed to help the neighborhoods in our cities. So uh, we're very excited about that. One of the most exciting things we did uh, quite a few years ago was launch the Rocket Mortgage Classic, which is the first ever PGA uh, tournament in the city of Detroit at a legendary a golf club, the Detroit Golf Club. Uh, and all of those proceeds go to support charities, in particular, most here in the city of Detroit. Uh, we focused on a digital um, connectivity the last few years with the pandemic. We found that many of our citizens weren't able to get online to think about jobs, to think about uh, you know medical needs, to think about educational needs. And so ensuring that they could get themselves connected to get those things was important to our, our team members. And so we leaned in and really made some incredible progress there. So uh, Detroit is our home. Uh, we've got offices in, in Phoenix. We've got offices in Cleveland. We've got offices across the country. But Detroit is, is where our headquarters are. It's where our company was founded. And it's really a, a really important uh, aspect of everything that we do. Yeah, that's definitely interesting. Revitalizing a city that was so bustling, you know, it was the heart of a big industry, right? The the motor industry. Yeah. I want you to characterize the rest of 2023 for me, just bringing it back to housing. So it, we, we're only in February, it's February 1st. I feel like a month has flown by, but what does the rest of the year look like for you? Are you optimistic? Are you pessimistic? Yeah, I'm very optimistic about housing this year, in particular to us, because of these, we spent the last few minutes talking about all these incredible pieces of technology and programs that we've built. We think we can really help home buyers and home sellers uh, take advantage of this market. It's going to be a strong market. Uh, we won't be in the 5 million plus units sold range like we were. Things have changed. Uh, we're certainly not in the heart of the pandemic uh, like we were a few years ago that was driving the desire for home ownership and second homes. But it's still a, a strong housing market. As I mentioned before, there's a lot of equity in homes. The economy remains strong. Uh, people's wages have gone up the last few years, so they have buying power. And with those programs that we've rolled out, we think we can grow purchase market share uh, and have our best purchase year ever. So uh, our outlook is that it's going to be a, a very uh, positive year uh, for, for home buying here for, for Rocket. Mm -hmm. And finally, you know, you're the CEO of a publicly listed company that just went through sort of a difficult period in the housing market, right? Builders are calling it a housing recession. Just taking it back to you, how do you manage your mood? How do you stay sane through this process? You know, tell us a little bit about how you manage your sort of mood when you go through really stressful times. Yeah, well, I'm fortunate. I've been here 28 years uh, and I've worked with incredible people uh, all of that time. And so uh, alone, as you take on challenges, that can be difficult. But working as a team uh, together uh, always helps. And we've been through this before. Uh, we've dealt with uh, slowdowns in the housing market. We've dealt with ups and downs with interest rate. And that's where innovation comes in. And you're watching us do it again uh, for really the fourth time in our, our company's history. Change, transform, build technology that broadens how we interact with the consumer base. And so if you're working on these positive things that you know will improve your company, you can remain positive. Uh, and so a challenging year, uh, for our team members as we went through this transformation, as we went through this change, but we're coming out the other side. They're watching this technology be deployed. They're seeing the impact that it's having on our business. And that makes everybody feel great. And so I think that's when they're feeling great, I feel great as well. And, and uh, that's what keeps me uh, so positive right now.
<laughs> I like that. Thank you so much for that, Jay. And that's all the time we have for today. We hope that you listen to our next episode tomorrow where Baron Senior Managing Editor Lauren R. Roblin and healthcare reporter Jonathan Nathan Katzis will discuss the outlook for healthcare stocks and the latest on COVID-19 treatments and vaccines. Thank you for listening, everyone. Stay safe and have a good day. The energy transition is a long and winding road, and it needs to be taken step by step. Learn more at SiemensEnergy.com.